15 of them. Three cool ones. Name one good name that you brought us. I'll have to look in the archives. You can't. You don't even... <laughs> you don't know how to operate a computer. I remember I, remember I was at Starbucks. And then... And then <laughs> <laughs> I was at Starbucks. I was... Creating you know names. where you are now. I was in the parking lot. <laughs> I had my Nissan Altima, and I was right there. Let me see if I can find it. All right. While we figure we out the name, let's, cool let's, do, let's do intros. We're recording right now. This is live, by the way. So assume that there was some really sweet intro music there that we just listened to, because I'm going to have to lay that in afterwards somehow. And, yeah, and definitely it, like fade it, fade the music out as that talking is coming up. There's a sweet guitar it. solo in there, though. Yeah. All I right. I didn't really like it. Um, it's too late. Mark gave us blood, sweat, and tears over that. So I don't think he made that like, just by himself. He like, did. He 100% made that by himself. No way. He All did. right. So this is the yet-to-be-named podcast. We, we were cool once. Is that the working title that we're going with? I don't know, but I know I said some really cool ones. You said zero <laughs> cool ones. <laughs> I was in my Ultima, said, and I said cool ones. Yeah, there you go. Um, I rest my case. Um, Dude, there's nothing cooler about right. So, talking about podcasts in the Nissan Altima. Nick, tell outside the, of Starbucks. Nick, tell the fans what the podcast is going to be about. Um, so yeah, the podcast is going to be generally about sales, not that like BS motivational sales tactics mm. that you hear repeated on LinkedIn, but general just sales tidbits. Being that's something that we it's all it's you know relatable to all of us here. Something we can speak to. Uh, but there's going to be a lot of other cool things in there. We got some good segments lined up, like Dad Joke of the Week. I'm very proud of the segments. Yeah, this mm. day in history. But the uh, core, the core of the show is around what? Sales. Okay. And what specifically about sales? Like, why is this not a typical sales podcast? I guess is my question. I think why it's not a typical sales podcast is because you're not listening for like a sales tip or learning how to prospect better or what to do better in your follow-ups, but you're hearing from other salespeople who hear all that same BS repeatedly. A lot kind of, of thought leadership, on. sorry to interrupt. <laughs> no, I think, I think there really won't Fluff. be that much thought leadership. No, I hope to God there's zero thought leadership yeah. in this pod. I think that's a good differentiator. Zero yeah. thought. None of us- Not thought leaders. Not, th- that's we are our, not. That's our podcast. We are not thought leaders. That's not bad. That's got pretend. That has legs. Just happened. <laughs> Just happened. I'm writing it down. Not, of course he's shitty. Oh, here we go. Not thought leaders. Yeah, it'll it'll continue to develop and evolve. Um, you can expect some some good sales content, um, some humorous topics, and a lot of great segments. I think generally, I think we're gonna try and target the sales content towards people who don't give a shit about sales. I think that's what's gonna be interesting for people who aren't in sales. Like for, for all of the dedicated fans out there who've already started listening to this show, I think what I would say is that um, we, while we are sales, we're not self-hating salespeople. We, we are doing this because we probably like what we do, at least moderately so. But yeah. um, we support we're not, our families. They support our families. Yeah. sales. But we're not pandering to sales bros. I think that'll probably welcome back in about ninety percent of our audience. Yeah, agreed. Um, jazz, jazz will like that. Jazz will appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. So here's what we have scheduled for today. Uh, do a little weekend recap. Um, do a, a few segments, and the one sales thingy that we are going to get to today is. Um, the drug of sales and why we're doing this awful, disgusting thing to punish ourselves like every month, and it's um, 
spoiler alert, because it, it pays decently, and because when you win, it feels fucking great. Mm-hmm. Um, we can say fuck on the word. This is not yeah, a family oh, yeah. podcast, right? Yeah. Okay. Should have stopped. So. Uh, and then we're going to end with Luke's dad joke of the week. Um, for anybody who can't see Love the, dad jokes. Yeah, for anybody who can't see us right now, Luke is... Um, Our resident dad. The resident dad. Resident dad, but I have a great dad bod. Yeah. People do attest that. Yeah. Luke, you're a dad, but you have a dad bod. That's what the Facebook group is for. Yep. Luke's dad bod. I'm a retirement party group, a dad bod group, I'm a dad joke of the week group. You're going to like my This Day in History, by the way. I think you're going to remember it fondly. All right, so let's dive in. Nick, do you want to talk about why the hell we went to Trashburg, Ann Arbor, Michigan this weekend? Yeah. Um, so this weekend we went to the greatest college town there is in America, Ann Arbor, Michigan. Uh, home of the Home of the Wolverines. Uh, not only self-proclaimed, but on numerous lists no up list. there at the top no, uh, as the best college town there is. Uh, it was my birthday Saturday, so we trekked out to Ann Arbor. They were playing India, uh, Indiana. <laughs> That's a great matchup. <laughs> it was yeah. sick. Actually, yeah. great game. Actually, it scared the shit out of the Wolverines for at least three quarters of the we- of the game and really pissed off the sororitastic girls sitting in front of us <laughs> by cheering for the Hoosiers. It was amazing. Yeah, so it was a, a, a group of girls sitting in front of us. And Shout out sororities. to those girls listening to this podcast. Yeah, they... Uh, you know, it was their last home game as seniors. Um, meanwhile, here we were, several years removed from college, um, and Gabe was just asking, you know, what bars you should go to, all this, and they were finding it quite uh, humorous. Yeah, they were. They, I think they spent most of the game saying, "Oh my God, this is our last like so and so like national anthem, third quarter song, like band song, whatever." Like every time. Uh, but overall, it was, uh, I have to say, I was very impressed with Ann Arbor. I'd never been there before. I went to IU where it was a dry campus. So the whole concept of being able to drink out in the open blew my mind. And like, I do get the concept of a dry campus because you drive by any of these frats and you see some 18 year old piece of shit frat boy like chugging a natty light on the front lawn and you can't do anything. Like, it's pretty wild. The concept is pretty fucked up. So I get why IU would have a dry campus. On the other hand, it's happening anyway at every single college campus across the country. So why not just like be out with it and <clears throat> let the kids do what they do and probably do it in a safer manner because they're doing it out in the open as opposed to like somebody having a seizure inside because like they're trying to hide how much Everclear they had to chug before they went back outside into the open or something like that. I mean, it makes a lot of sense. Yeah, and. And to that too, we we got to witness the uh, a lot of the the guys at my fraternity there, creating a nice Christmas tree for the holidays, mm. uh, right out on the street using uh, Natty Light cans as ornaments. I think they had at least fifty or sixty hanging on the tree there. Yeah. Uh, now is that original? Is that like an original Michigan thing to do, or is that just like something your guys do? Uh, you know, I don't know the origin of putting beer cans on trees, but uh, I think it's safe to say that they weren't the first ones to do it. No. But it was it was okay. It was a little little fratty, but yeah. they're they're in a fraternity. You know, when I was in school, we called them fraternities, not frats. I wasn't allowed to call them a frat because you right? wouldn't well, call your part country. Of, did you call them fraternities? I thought that was just that like was part school. of the agreement. I thought you called. What do you call us? Because they separated uh, they separated men and women when you went to school, right? It was you like the most to... like unfraternity thing to do is to say, "Oh, I'm going to belong to a fraternity, not a frat." Yeah, what what Luke's referring to is just not classy to call a fraternity a frat 
Yeah. I remember the argument. I didn't drink the Kool-Aid like you did, though, Nick. Well, 1897, they didn't have abbreviations, though, right? Yeah. That was considered... Oh, they had, AC, they had, they had, B, they had BC before Christ. They had, yeah. Like, that's... Is that when you were born? <laughs> Close. Okay. All right, fair. What are you, why are you filling out a survey right now? I don't know, because I, 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 I ate that cookie. Is this an FBS survey? <laughs> I had to take this survey to eat that cookie. Oh, yeah. you're paying it back for the cookie that you ate. Yeah. Well, you are a better person than I don't know. I don't even know what these questions are. It's like a, a long th- survey. It's like a thousand questions. We're talking about gossip. Yeah, I gossip all the time. All right, so let's move on to, to our first segment, This Day in History. Um, this is a segment in which we pick a day. Today is November 20th. Uh, pick a day in history on the same day and talk to you, the fans, about what happened. Mm-hmm. That's this day in history. Um, for anybody that was um, running behind on, on what that meant. Um, Nespi, why don't you get started while Luke tries to Google something because he doesn't do any work in preparation for this podcast. Yeah, sure. Uh, thankfully for Luke, I actually pulled up two, so I can possibly share my second one That's with fair. him if I'm feeling nice. Yeah. 11, um, but the day in history that I want to talk about today was in uh, 1820, on uh, November 20th. It was an important day. It was when the American whaler, the Essex, which hailed from Nantucket, Massachusetts, mm. was attacked by an 80-ton sperm whale 2,000 miles from the western coast of South How America. How does a sperm whale attack anything? That's, that's a great question. Um, I'm pretty they sure said, they're pacifists. Like, they don't fight people. No, they just make love. It's in no, the name. No, I think it's because they're sperm whales. They're very, you know, boisterous. Um, oh, they actually go the other angle. See, I was thinking all they did was make love, not war. But no, you're saying they're that always yeah, they're loaded always. with testosterone. Exactly. So this is saying the 238-ton Essex was in pursuit of sperm whales when uh, an enraged bull whale rammed the ship twice and capsized the vessel. There were 20 crew members that escaped in three open boats, but only five of them survived a harrowing 83-day journey to the coastal... So it hit them twice. This wasn't an accident. This is a targeted yeah, attack. targeted attack by this uh, big sperm whale that took out this uh, massive boat. Five people survived. Uh, the people who took that 83 journey then after their ship capsized were had to resort to eating each other to survive. Yeah, that kinda makes like, sense. Kind of like K2. 1820, yeah. like, what do you do? You eat people. Exactly. So they would uh, actually draw straws um, to decide who would be shot next uh, in order to provide sustenance for the crew. They drew straws? Yeah. Wow, that's fucked. Think about that. Like, you got down to, like, the last one. Like, you, you just start running, I assume. Well, you're on a... You're on a you get down to the last boat. straw, and, like, if nobody's drawn the last straw, what's the... You just well, run. Well, but yeah, but I don't think there's anywhere to run. I think they were on these these little boots. It took them 83 days to get to Oh, they were on the boats. Oh, fuck. Yeah. Wow. So there's nowhere really to run. I'm depressed now. Should we just cancel the rest of the podcast? Yeah. Mm -hmm. I guess in good news, though, um, the first capture of a sperm whale was 100 years prior to that. And... uh, the hunting of sperm whales is what inspired, you know, Moby Dick, and part of this story uh, inspired Moby Dick. Well, now I'm not angry about it, about the let's, overhunting let's, of whales. Let's, Sounds like they what, were dicks. Moment of silence, yeah. please. Let's play a sound to honor the, the whale. It's a humpback whale. Look at that. 
really, I really hope they can't hear anything. No, it's good. <laughs> it's a humpback whale sound. Imagine that just barreling down on your ship. Twice though, noise. twice. It's not like one hit and it was like, like an bumped accident. into it. It no, it was going for the it. ship. Probably yeah, T boned the shit out of it. I've been T boned once. I didn't like it very much. Yeah, but anyways, that's uh, and shout out, you know, Nantucket East Coast. East Coast. Uh, Luke, was that enough time for you to Google an event in history? Or yes. Uh, now that we are, now that we are focused online, uh, in 1955, Elvis Presley. I've heard of him. I've heard of him. His contract with Sun Records, including all of his previously released and recorded material, was sold to RCA Records for a whopping thirty-five thousand dollars. That what is year was this? 1955. Okay. That's, that's insane. $35,000. much that was today? No, no. Uh, I, bet, I bet it's like $3.5 million. You could probably... $35,000 in 1955 today. Uh, still not that much. $235,000. It's not that much. Like We make a lot more in sales. But. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I could probably buy uh, that check, you know, with my next uh, commission yeah. check. That's, well, that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Is that I feel like it should be a lot more because it's Elvis Presley. But this is his first album, you said. <clears throat> no, all of his stuff that he recorded previously, his first contract. Previous to 1955. Yeah. I wonder how much that was. I'm going to look this up later. I'm yeah. intrigued to know like, how much of his career he gave away for $300,000. That's crazy. I mean, those right, the rights to that music today has got to be, like... Yeah. When... Eight when did figures, Elvis, nine figures, probably. Maybe a billion, I don't know. Yeah. When did Elvis die? Oh, uh, so he died 22 years later, so... I don't know. It's kind of crazy. Okay. All right. Okay, so I'm up. Um, I actually have two, because I have two, two favorites from the list. Uh, the first one, I'm not a huge... Rocky fan, but it's significant. 1976, Rocky premiered in New York. So wow. 30, 42 years ago, today, Rocky 1 came out, or just Rocky as they call Wait, it. Wait, how, how many years ago? Yeah, how do you... 42. 42, wow. And there's still a Rocky movie actually scheduled to come out, like, this week, right? Yeah, Rocky 18. Creed, Creed, Creed 2. 2. Yeah. 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 42 years ago. And Sylvester Stallone, like, wrote all of those. Yeah. Did you know that? I didn't know he was a writer. You know, he is... He is what? He is uh, Mensa. What is it? What is it? <laughs> What's this group that you belong what? to? I don't know. Size Stallone. He, uh, he's actually a genius. Is he? Yeah. MacArthur? He, he, like he, MacArthur uh, Grant? He's actually tested as like, a genius. All right. Well, Luke figures this out. I'll, I'll give him something that'll help him maybe search this faster. In 1985, November 20th, the first version of Microsoft Windows 1.0 was officially released. Luke, wow. what was it like? What was it like Googling on Windows 1.0? I couldn't. Google wasn't around. Was it in black and white or was there color? Mensa, yeah, he's a Mensa. What he Mensa? scored like off the charts in on his IQ test. Like, almost like 148 points on an on IQ test. Well, I feel a lot better. That's sliced. That's sliced alone. That's not. Rocky, of course. <laughs> Thank you. Thank I you was for that clarification. Very confused. That was close. I thought, I thought the character was a hidden genius. 
I almost like, left this room thinking that. Yeah. And every punch, there's a lot of stuff floating around about CT, all if that you, stuff. If you watch the movie again, it's basically like a beautiful mind. Yeah. yeah. And every hit he gets like unlocks another level of genius. Yeah. Yes. So the longer he fights, it's the just expanding. He gets. Yeah. So humans are only using like what, like eight to ten percent of their brains at any one time. Yeah. Every punch yeah. would unleash like another like point one percent, point one percent, point one percent. I feel like I'm using like point one percent of my brain right now. Maybe you should get punched in the face. <laughs> Maybe we should just punch you. That would in be the funny. Face, that, that would be funny. Feel better. That wouldn't be a good visual for our, our growing audience. All right. Thanks for the thanks for the, that was a super long segment. Thanks to Nick's googling or excuse me, Luke's googling. Of, uh, I actually made it more appealing. But. Blame. It's pretty much your. All right. Point. Let's move on. Glad you could make it today. Yep. Um, to uh, sales, why it's a drug. So, um, who came up with this? I think Nesby. This was your topic or was this me um i think you threw out a, a few different ones we all threw out a bunch this one yeah was a, a good one um, and then luke threw out something about starbucks i don't know yeah and his like nissan ultima or something yeah he was using um, his blackberry i think i think i'll i'll take a stab at this to start i think why sales is like a drug is i feel like with a lot of drugs it's it seems like there's an appeal to them and everyone's like, oh, doing drugs is cool. Or, oh, I did so many drugs last night. I've never thought that in my life. Whatever the kids say about drugs, but I feel like the appeal to them is the allure of, you know, oh, I was messed up on this drug. Um, with sales, I feel like you're constantly chasing that allure. And obviously the addictive part is a, an easy analogy, but I feel like people are in sales because they think it's maybe the cool thing to do. Yeah. I mean, I'm in sales because I drank too much in college. That too, yeah. Which I guess is another drug connection. Alcoholism. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. I guess they tie right in together. So I think that I think that, so. Like, if you look at the definition of an illicit drug on uh, Google, it's www.google.com. Luke, if you want to look that up. Um, I think so. Between like having highs and lows, having withdrawal symptoms, <clears throat> it all fits. So sales, like as a gig, can suck. Right, I think everybody knows, based on like the sales 101 cheapo articles out there, that sales can be a real bitch because it's a grind. Um, it can be a numbers game. It's not always a numbers game. I think pure numbers games are for chumps. But I think that um, when you're doing well, there's nothing like it and there's nothing that you'd rather be doing because you can literally stroll into the office at 10 a.m., leave at three, and as long as you're hitting your fucking number, like nobody's going to say shit, right? Like no, they like even your manager. They don't care because you're producing. Like you're not doing anything wrong. It's fine. Like ultimately, I'm sure there is like some super, uh, like super boss out there who's like, no, you still need to come in nine to five. Like I've I've never met that person. I don't know what that looks like. Ultimately, you can do whatever the hell you want if you're hitting your number and crushing yeah. it. The other side of that though, the ugly side, is if you're not hitting your number, um, life is fucking hell. Life sucks. Um, you uh, go in early, you stay late because you're trying to play catch up. Uh, you go home and you can't leave work at work because all you're thinking about is like, damn, that's another day that didn't work out for me where I didn't build pipeline or I didn't whatever. whatever. Um, and your manager is writing your ass. It's a very uncomfortable place to be in. And then the withdrawal symptoms, like if you don't sell anything for a while, depending on if you have a daily quota, monthly quota, annual quota, whatever, if you're hitting like a dry spell, you feel like crap. So I feel like that's a withdrawal symptom. 
Um, ultimately, it's yeah, it's it's a it's a big double-edged sword. Um, she's a she's a fickle yeah. mistress, wouldn't you think, Luke? Yeah, I think sales. It's like when you stop, or you like you know what? I'm done with it. I want to do something else, or I don't want to be an individual contributor anymore. You're like, man, I actually miss it. Uh, so I'm gonna go back and get back on this train again. Um, you know, once you quit, it, it's not over. See, I don't understand the thing about an individual contributor. I don't get that at all. Because I feel like when you're a sales manager, you're effectively touching a crap ton of deals as opposed to like one deal that you're working on for the month or whatever it might be. Does that make sense? Yeah, but you're still, you're helping other people behind more behind the scenes oh so you're not taking the glory you're, yeah the yeah exactly clicking close one or whatever yeah you're not, having, you the, the, you're not having the bulk of the conversations you're not doing the arguments you're not doing the you know the, the proof of why they should buy the solution i guess it depends on what kind of manager you are like where we work on the like smb mid-market level like there is quite a bit of that it depends on how you want to manage right you, in, yes and why you want to go into management and i feel like this is more thought leadership but and I don't want to go down that rabbit hole, but it We're really depends. Founders. It really depends on you know why they want to manage. Do they want to manage because they want to still take all the glory? I mean, that's not a manager that I'd want to work for. But if they're doing it to help your team grow, then that's a manager that I'd want to work for. Um, just depends on why you're in it. So why do you? So why do you? Why do you do sales and not another profession? Why does this keep you coming back? You've been doing this for how long now? I think it's the thrill of the chase, to be honest. I think it's years? 40 at least. Uh, I think it's the thrill of the chase and having a sense of accomplishment and um, you know getting getting a commission check. Something something pretty fun about that. Big commission checks are pretty fun. Yeah, like three hundred thirty thousand dollar commission checks. Nsv, why do you do this? Um, so I think for me the the commission the money is obviously a big driver. I think my competitive nature is a big driver. But to me, I think a lot of it almost has to do with the recognition. So I, I feel like I almost care more so about like hitting my quota than I do about commission. Um, so like I would rather sell a deal that's more beneficial quota-wise than more beneficial pay-wise, if that makes sense. Ideally, when you do, you hit quota, you'll, the commission will come. But to me, I think it's more about being able to say, I brought on this sweet logo, or I help bring the, make this customer a customer of ours. Um, that and the competitive nature, I think. And the money is obviously the kind of important driver that is the results from all those other things. Yeah. I, I love, you know, I love it. You know, you have, like, people understand why you're in, like, you're in sales and you're trying to sell something that's pretty obvious. But if you can put a good spin on it and build a good relationship and work towards something that matters to them and align on what they want out of your solution and you can deliver that to them and that it's gonna make their job easier and they've actually So like, a good wow, bill of sales. A good yeah, it's yeah. actually I actually helped that person, you know what? And it's I can go home at night knowing that I helped other people and it's gonna help my family and um, it's I think it's wins all around yeah exactly it's, so I think we, it's I a think super we can, thrilling thing I think we can get on our high horse here for a minute and say that none of the three of us at this table this in this recording studio um, are 
selling in, into selling a bad bill of sales for us it's not about I think that's to make it sound less mm-hmm. scummy like we're not out here to like sell anything whether you need it or not like I think all three of us for the most part aside from Nespi are like looking to provide somebody like a good something that's actually going to help them and like not shove something down their throats like Nobody, nobody here at the table is, is scummy, which is why we're not making another dumb podcast about like sales one hundred and one bullshit yeah. that's not going to help anybody. Yeah, and I, I feel like I've been fortunate enough in my short career to only sell products that are best of breed. I like I couldn't imagine selling a product that I didn't believe in or didn't actually think was going to help the other person that I'm selling it to. Definitely and, helps with the job. Yeah, um, I mean, obviously helps do the job more effectively, but I. I think Luke brought up a good point. I actually feel good about a deal that I closed, knowing that I believe 100% in the product and that I think it's going to help that person. Right. Yeah. I think what I like most about doing what I do, why, why I keep coming back to it and why it's such a good drug for me, is I really enjoy being a contrarian asshole. And when somebody <laughs> comes in... Let me Google that. ...and tells me contrarian asshole, uh, when somebody tells me that this is the best I way to do it... I wouldn't do that in your work. When somebody says, oh, it's fine. I get it. Contrarian. I know what that word means. The second Which one is what you I can't <laughs> I wouldn't Google asshole. I'm I don't not see, allowed. I want to see what comes I'm up. on the private network. Uh, no, but the reason, so I, I really enjoy doing, the, doing things a way that other people have not done them before. Um, and, like, if my man, it's kind of messed up. But, like, I do like being able to say, like, I went out and did it a different way and it worked. Now, obviously, like, I do the same things that a lot of other people are doing a lot of the time. But especially when somebody's on a high um, and they're giving out tons of advice that you never asked for, which happens every day in sales for some for anybody who's not in the profession, um, it's nice to be able to say, like, okay, well, that's not my way. Like, I'm going to try it another way. If they keep crushing, then, yeah, I think you have to listen. But eventually, I think it's okay to say, uh, that's not my style or that's not my thing or like I don't want to you know lie to anybody or anything like that so um, anyway so we, we thought that for you the listeners all of you uh, the throngs of, of fans that we've developed over the years it would be worthy of the first episode in um, not thought leaders history if we're running with yeah. that mm-hmm. that's a good Luke, background Luke started to get a little borderline thought leadership there, so but he's old. He rambles. Yeah, he rambles. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I get my own head. Yeah, yeah. But I thought I thought that was okay. That was pretty yeah. Good. Um, I do have a soft spot. You know, I do have like. You're talking about your belly. It's not as big as it used to be. <laughs> someday you'll see. Someday. I see today. You look. You look great. Luigi. I got a lot of compliments today. I'm drinking points right now, so I can't see. <laughs> Okay, moving on. All right. Sales is a drug. We're moving on. Uh, All right, so we've got three segments left, one from each of us, so I'll kick it off uh, with Troll of the Week. Uh, I personally, I already mentioned once um, to all of you millions of listeners out there, I think we've grown since we started, uh, millions of listeners out there who have heard me earlier today, um, I'm a contrarian asshole, and I've been called a troll before in my life. So I think it was appropriate to have a segment that I would handle called Troll of the Week. Um, really excited about this segment because it's going to cover the ideas that we find something out in the wide, wide world of uh, internet. Um, a great case of somebody being an absolute troll or an asshole or you know something that makes us kind of giggle. Um, really pleased the first week to start off with a bang. 
Okay, so here's Troll of the Week. So for anybody who doesn't follow uh, Trump on a regular basis, um, he, on Saturday, visited California. Mm. There are horrible, 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 serious tone. Uh, wildfires, uh, people have lost their lives. There are over 1,200 people missing. Uh, countless homes burned down to the ground. Really, really awful situation. Um, so he uh, took it on himself to visit, which was nice. Uh, and when he was there, uh, had this to say, um, that when he, he was there Saturday, apparently him and the president met on, uh, let's see, let me actually find the thing. Him and who? Him and the president of Finland. Oh. Here we go. All right, so let me turn my volume all the way up and see if this comes out. There's been a lot of study going on over the last little while, and I will, I will say I think you're going to have, hopefully this is going to be the last of, of these, because this was a really, really bad one. And I know uh, Gavin's committed, we're all committed, I'm committed to make sure that we get all of this uh, cleaned out and protected. Got to take care of the floors, you know, the floors of the forests, very important. You look at other countries where they do it differently, and, and it's a whole different story. I was with the president of Finland, and he said, we have uh, a much different, we're a forest nation. He called it a forest nation. And they spent a lot of time on rinking and cleaning and doing things, and they don't have any problem. And when it is, it's a very small problem. So uh, I know everybody's looking at that, to that end, and uh, it's going to work out. It's going to work out well. All right, so basically, according to uh, a great deal of, of research by President Trump um, talking to this one guy one time, uh, what we've learned about how Finland manages their forest fires, uh, one of the many things they do is, is raking. Um, so the troll of the week goes to the entire country of Finland by posting on Twitter all kinds of lovely rake America great again. And... <laughs> Uh, hashtag rake news posts uh, where it's literally pictures of Finnish people raking the forests of Finland uh, in an attempt to tame the wildfires. There are a lot of other people with a lot of great theories. Yeah, yeah. Um, about uh, Finland coating their forests with white powder in the winters to help maintain and lower forest fires. Um, so, yeah, big, big, big shout out to all of our fans in Finland in uh, raking America great again and keeping those forests safe by raking uh, those billions and billions of leaves that mat the floor. Uh, really hoping that, that the U.S. can take a page out of their book and, um, you know, ultimately um, clean up the forest and, and rake America great again. That so is, that was Soul of the Week. That is a pretty... That's yeah, a good one. <laughs> Troll by Finland. <laughs> Finland, props to you. Like, literally, go on Twitter and look for Rake America Great Again. There's a plethora. There's this one guy. Hello, Finland. This is your neighbor, Sweden. We had problems with forest fires this summer, as you know. Did any of the firefighters you sent us leave some rakes behind for the year? What kind are the most effective? Asking for a friend. Hashtag Rake News. Hashtag Rake America Great Again. Props. Props, Sweden and Finland. Um, love you guys. That's amazing. Right, that's also, uh, just through a quick Google, too, it looks like Finland's summer temperatures average at a high of 62 degrees Fahrenheit. 
So it never even really gets up into like super hot, dry climate. Yeah, but that's not it. You're not understanding. It's not the climate. It's just irresponsible uh, force management. That's <laughs> that's what's happening. There's not nearly enough rakers in America to cover the ground that we need. Uh, and if they don't cut it out, uh, Trump's probably going to cut their funding. Real, real tragedy. So. Um, thanks forest maintenance people for not having enough rakes in the closet. I guess that that would have saved everybody a lot of trouble. All right, Nesby, you got some weird news lined up? Yeah, so uh, today I thought I'd share just a few excerpts uh, from the Stowe, Vermont police blotter. Do you have any clarify? So it's the first episode. Do you want to clarify like what, what, is, um, what is weird news to you? What, what are we looking for here? Yeah, definitely. So I think for this it's just anything that may not have made the headlines but should have yes mm. um, i like it i like it especially uh it's like those stories you used to hear at the very end of 60 minutes um or ones that are all over twitter but are not mm. on the major news networks um blotter. today i figured i'd start with some very important uh news from my hometown of stowe vermont mm where every week they publish the police blotter. Um, now, if you're not familiar with Stowe, it is one of the highest crime rate towns in America. Is it really? No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> it's not, it's a very safe, small tourist town. Uh, but the yeah, police- Define small, what are they like 7,000 people in this I like 4,000, yeah. Any given, Wait, are you serious, 4,000? At, at, at any given wow, time- I'm just trying to be a dick, that's yeah. small. Any given time, there's more tourists than there are residents there, so, mm. um, yeah. Are you one of those crotchety residents? Ah, oh, these damn tourists keep coming to my home. I think Nespi was too drunk when he lived there to yeah. remember, like, caressing anything. No, yeah. it was like a real thing. I think, well, I think a lot of the residents also, um, know that the tourists provide the income for the town, so I don't mm. think anyone, like, despises the tourists. Um, the towns next door maybe do. Who don't get the same now, now what's Vermont? No, they're maple syrup, of course. Well, but I could do. That, no, I think that's no, that's Canada. Canada's lot, maple syrup. Is it, All right. Is it lot? Is it lot? <laughs> and then they like lobster there, right? That would be Maine, but. Um, oh, I was gonna confuse. <laughs> so what does Vermont do again? Yeah, I think like I could. I'll be honest. I could do the an beer. Hour-long segment the every beer, day right? for a the year beer. on uh, what makes Vermont the best state in the union. From the beer to the maple syrup to is the Ben & Jerry's. Is it having the fewest teeth? Is that the... Um, nope. And I don't think they win that one. Um, but yeah. So I think what we'll, we'll do here for this one is I'm going to share with you some news stories from last week's police blotter. Uh, in the local paper, they publish uh, all the police incidents from the week. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, ha- I have a handful mm-hmm. here that I think mm-hmm. I'll share. Mm-hmm. Um, November 4th at 9.02 p.m. A man who pulled over to use his cell phone weirded out other drivers, but when police checked, he was just being safety cautious. Okay. So thank you, sir, for looking out for everybody else around you. Yeah, exactly. I mean, there should be more citizens like him. Yeah. So thank you for your service. The next day, November 5th at 9.10 p.m., a loud explosion on Pond Lane may or may not have actually occurred. Police didn't find any evidence that it had. Can we dedicate more resources to finding out whether or not the bang happened? 
why the fuck is this on any police blotter ever? I'm telling you, they have a very serious job there that they they have to. Here comes another good one on November 8th at 2.26 p.m. A caller had already cleaned up someone else's trash bags, dumped unceremoniously on Brownsville Road, but wanted police to look, to know that there had been a litter bug on their hands. Hmm. So how first, many how many policemen in Stowe, Vermont, are there? Uh, if I had to guess, I would say twenty. That seems generous. That seems very generous. Yeah. Although they do have a pretty badass picture on their website, so yeah. props Stowe Police for having two badass SUVs pulled over. Yeah. Pretty dope. Uh, I remember actually a big debate in town one time was they wanted a helicopter for their police force. Uh, so people were debating over whether that should pass in the budget to give the police a helicopter. I mean, that would seem to make sense for a place like Stowe, Vermont, where it's like literally all trees and mountains, right? Yeah. Yeah, the, the theory was more so for, you know, people who got stuck up in the mountains and stuff like that. Isn't that what the National Guard is for, though? Or like the... Yeah. Seriously, wouldn't that be somebody else's job, or does that fall to the... Um, I think it's like police, fire, rescue, all kind of combined. They all work under the same building in, in Stowe, at least. Let me ask you this. Since there's only, like, 20 people in Stowe, couldn't they all just have, like, styrofoam cups or plastic cups or something on a string and just all carry them around with them at all times on their person? Yeah, I think they did try that for a while, but... Um, it was effective in my day. Yeah, but, uh... Yeah, no, with all the flush tourist money coming in, they, uh... They allocated more resources towards new police cars, helicopters, and all that. And, I mean, in Luke's day, they got around with, like, horse and buggy mm-hmm. and put out all the crime that there possibly was. Yep. I don't know why on earth they would need a helicopter. What kind of vehicles do they deploy within still a police department? It looks like a Ford. Ford. What is that? I don't think. Maybe an Expedition? Mm. Wait, it says there. Sent, Sentima? Ooh. Sentinel. No, no, I don't know. No. Who cares? Um, anyway. And so I'll share with you one more tidbit that Ski they had to deal with. of the East. Mm. Yeah, that, another thing it's known for. 79 square miles. Oof. Um, and the last troublesome news that I saw from last week, uh, November 10th at 3.25 p.m., a group of gun-toting teens might have been a figment <laughs> of the caller's imagination. Police checked all over Needle Leaf Lane, but they did not find them. Wow. Damn, those gun-toting teens. Needle Leaf Lane. Yeah. That is a popular road. Wow, ever since Microsoft Windows 1.0 came out, Luke has been obsessed with Googling everything that he hears on this podcast. This whole time, for the dedicated listeners out there, he's been Googling everything that's been said. Just want to make sure I understand everything. You Googled contrarian asshole. No, no, I didn't. No, no, no. You did. You literally you typed in contrarian. I assume you were okay. looking for my picture on the internet. Yeah. You didn't tell us some bad dad jokes. Oh, well, it is mine? Yeah. It's my favorite dad joke. Was that the last police blotter? There were a few more, but I think you uh, get the gist of it. None could be any more interesting away. than a bunch of possibly imaginary gun to it. All right, I'll, I'll share one more. Uh, November 10th. At 11.15 a.m., two plastic five-gallon buckets fell off of a truck and onto Mountain Road. That, wow. Two plastic five-gallon buckets. These buckets were rolling around in the street. I feel dumber for having heard that. People were trying to drive in that street. Five-gallon bucket. Let's see how (laughs) big that is. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, I would call call the police on that one. (laughs) 
great. Luke, we'll take, take Someone it. drop that in front of my house. Take it home. Someone just drop these in front of my house. Is this part of your bad dad joke? No. Uh, so, you're American when you go into the bathroom, and you're American when you get out of the bathroom, but do you know what you are when you're in the bathroom? On the can. European. <laughs> yep. I know what that if you one. weren't people? I know that from like second grade. All right, that's my dad joke. Or did you just joke. Google that? Or did you just Google that? So, out of the theme of what I've been doing for the past half hour, I've been Googling everything. And so I did Google some dad jokes. Uh, but I remember this one um, from when I was a little kid, and I thought it was pretty funny. Now, I don't know if my daughter would know. Uh, yeah, she knows what Europe is. Uh, I think she, she might get it. For next week, or for the next, I don't maybe we do this again tomorrow. Who knows? We're not doing this again tomorrow. For next week. Depends how many uniques we get. Can you bring in a, uh, a joke for our worldwide audience instead of just the Americans? Well, I brought in Europe. Good, because we're going to bring in a lot of Finnish people after this episode. <laughs> All right. Based on giving them the troll of the week. You're welcome, Finland, by the way. Appreciate you. Love you. Um, all right, we got, actually got through all the segments in just under an hour. Mm. Yeah, Let's I think see uh, if we can do this. Slim that down. I think yeah. one last thing we could we could do to wrap up uh, for all of our listeners out there. Um, perhaps we should discuss creating a Twitter account mm-hmm. where we could tweet out our uh, like shared this day in history facts or some uh, segment that we all contributed to. There's only one man that I could think of that could possibly manage the social media. Uh, for this podcast. Nick, you just did it, man. Yeah. Congrats. Thank you. And uh, then we will have our listeners vote on who brought the best this day in history. You uh, just got promoted. You're the first manager on yep. Not Thought Leader history. You're the social media manager. Slash co-founder. Yeah. Your VP is going to love meetings with you. Mm-hmm. Love social media managers. All right. Cue the exit music. Do we have any yet? No, that's, you have to sing it, Luke. We talked mm. about this is the one, literally the one thing that you own yes. is the exit music. Uh, you, you can't actually play anything because of copyright in French so you have to sing something. Yeah, no, you have to sing so You can't play anything off YouTube or anything. You have to sing something. There it is. Can you keep that going? <laughs> Can you keep that going? Just blow that on repeat and we'll tell them you actually do eight hours of whale sounds thanks yeah put that up put that up that'll be our outro thanks guys thanks thanks everyone bye bye bye